1: The Healing Word program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live.
0: Do you remember where God saved you? Amen. Forgave your sins the place? you remember when you were baptized, gave testimony, and the presence of God was there in a great way, giving testimony through your baptism? Remember when you took your first Holy Communion, you said, hey, this is, I'm starting my journey now in the Lord. I'm going to grow now in His grace. You, You have to remember, 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 and in remembering, the prayer will come. The faith will be developed. God will bless, and the answer will come.
1: Word, a ministry of the Largo Community Church in Bowie, Maryland. Today, Pastor Jack Morris is going to take us to Exodus and the story of the Israelites after they were miraculously freed from Egyptian bondage. Let's join Pastor Morris for an introduction
0: to today's message A Better Life. We're going to go to the Largo Community Church Sanctuary in just a moment, and I'm going to bring a message entitled, A Better Life. This is the second in a series Of the sermons that I'm preaching from the book of Exodus. The children of Israel being released from slavery, being delivered by the mighty power of God, and then they begin their march to Zion, to the land of milk and honey. Friend, we can have a better life. That's what the story is all about. We can have a better life, a more victorious life, and the things that are hindering you now Listen to the message, hear the Word of God, and know this, God is a mighty deliverer, and He is your deliverer. Let's go to the sanctuary and hear the message and be delivered from whatever it is that's hindering us. Israel prays for deliverance. We're going to look at Exodus chapter 2, uh, verses 23 through 25. There it is on the screen, and I want you to look at it. Read it with me in unison. During that long period, the king of Egypt died. The Israelites groaned in their slavery and cried out, and their cry for help went up to God. God heard their groanings, and he remembered his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and with Jacob. So God looked on the Israelites and was concerned about them. Now, they were in a harsh, cruel, bitter existence, the Israelites. And then something happened. Something happened. What happened? It happened in their mind. They remembered. Hey, I'm a Hebrew. I'm an Israelite. I'm a child of God. What am I doing in this mess? They remembered that... God made a covenant with Abraham. Abraham was their grandpa. He wasn't that far removed. It was Abraham. Abraham had a son, Isaac. Isaac had a son, Jacob. And it was Jacob who wrestled with God, and God changed his name to Israel, which means a struggling with God. And that's why Israel is called Israel today, the the people. That's why the nation. uh, Look on the map is called Israel. It all started with Jacob and it all they the, all started this release from slavery when the people remembered I am a child of God. God made a promise to Abraham my grandfather and it extends to me. It didn't stop with him but it comes to me also and they believed and they acted on that promise and God eventually liberated them. They remembered their heritage. Now, verse 23 says, their cry for help went up to God. You see, when we're in in bad straits, difficult times, when we cry out to God, those prayers go up to God. They went up to God. And verse 25 says, God looked and was concerned about them. So, While I'm looking up, God is looking down. When I'm praying up, God is sending his blessing down. But remember, it's all in remembering who you are. You have to remember God saved you. Do you remember where God saved you? Forgave your sins. the place? You remember when you were baptized, gave testimony, and the presence of God was there in a great way, giving testimony through your baptism? Remember when you took your first Holy Communion, you said, hey, this is, I'm starting my journey now in the Lord. I'm going to grow now in His grace. You, You have to remember, 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 and in remembering, the prayer will come. The faith will be developed. God will bless, and the answer will come. And God looked on their situation. Their cry came before him. You see, the scripture says in Hebrews 4.15, God is touched with the feelings of our infirmities. He he sees our weaknesses and our problems and our difficulties and, and the straits that we're in. And he's touched by that. Now, the word touched and the word compassion can be used interchangeably. God is touched with the feelings of our infirmities. <clears throat> Here's how compassion works. We read in Mark chapter 1 that Jesus was met by a leper. A leper, there was no cure for leprosy. Absolutely no. This man was hopeless. he lost everything everything, his family, his association. uh, He he was just an outcast, unclean, unclean, he would cry out. So his hopeless situation caused him to come to Jesus, and he remembered that Jesus was healing people. And he goes to Jesus, and he said, now, if you're willing, you can heal me. You can do something for me, something that no one else can do for me. You can do it. And the scripture says Jesus was filled with compassion. Amen. Filled. Let me, I'm going to turn over here and, and look at it with you. The scripture says that if you are willing, you can make me clean. Verse 41 filled with compassion, Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. Now, notice filled with compassion. Compassion does two things, three things. First, there's compassion. That's, that's inside. That's in my emotion. Jesus' emotion was filled with compassion. But compassion doesn't stop there. He then reaches out. And then he touched. So there it is. One, two, three. You can't love without doing something. You can't say, oh, I'm so sorry. Goodbye. <laughs> no, You can't do that. Jesus was filled with compassion and compassion on the inside now becomes visible on the outside and he reached out and compassion is not complete until it connects. Amen. He touched the man and now the man is healed. Healed. So here is God looking down on these Hebrews in the terrible, terrible condition that they were in and there was no one to help them. They didn't have an army, a police force. They weren't allowed to develop their own nation. Uh, No government. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Friend, when you don't have nothing, look up. (laughs) Look up. There's a God that cares for you, who saved you, who put your name in the book of life, who promises to be with you in all of life. His promises are real. His promises are true. God does great and mighty things. For those who look up and trust him and pray to him, God will do great and mighty things. And so the Israelites remembered and they prayed. Point B in your outline says God prepares now a deliverer. You see, God just didn't look on the Hebrews, feel sorry for them, but now God's going to do something for them. You know, compassion always does. (laughs) Compassion always reaches out. Compassion always touches. Compassion is is God's love reaching out and touching us where we are in greatest need. Now, no one in Israel knew that God was doing something, but God was. It was invisible. To look at Jesus when that leper was there, nobody knew his heart was filled with compassion. I mean, I can't look at a person and say, oh, your heart is filled with love. You know, there's Phil and Dwayne. I I don't know. I, I suspect. I've been around these men a long time. But I don't know. Nobody can see in a person's heart. You can't see until it starts coming out. And Jesus began to reach out. Uh-oh, something's happening. Something's going on inside that man named Jesus. He, he's, look at his arm. It's, it's starting to move. But here Israel had no idea that God saw them in their terrible state. He, they had no idea that God was already doing something. Listen, friend, listen to me today. God is already working in your behalf, provided you've remembered who you are and you've prayed. If you've prayed, God's at work. He's doing something. Hallelujah. Don't wait and and moan and complain and say, God forgot me, uh, and, and begin to feel like a martyr. Not at all. God is working when we don't know that he's working, when we don't see him working. God was preparing a deliverer. And they didn't know that. Now, 70 people went down into Egypt many years before. Joseph was already down there. Jacob, whose name was Israel, was living in the the land of what we now call Israel. And uh, there was a great famine, seven years of famine. They were nearly out of everything. They were going to l- literally starve to death and all their flocks. So, they loaded up their wagons, and 70 of them went down into Egypt where there was food, and they took their flocks, and Pharaoh gave them was, was a favor and gave them the land of Goshen because these were shepherds. And so 70 went down, <coughs> but nearly 3 million went up out. Now, here one woman becomes pregnant. Who would have thought that God would have started a great deliverance, a great redemption by getting a woman pregnant. <laughs> but he did, didn't he? Now, <clears throat> there had to be a lot of women to get pregnant to go from 70 to 3 million. And that wasn't an unusual thing for a woman to get pregnant. But in this situation, her name was Jochebed The little boy and son in her womb was named Moses and God was doing a great thing, but it was out of sight. It was invisible. Nobody knew what was going on, but God knew these are my people. I'm going to liberate them, and I'm doing it in such a way that they'll know that it's God, it's the power of God. It's not by their power. It's not by might nor by power, not by um, man's might, Uh, not by man's ingenuity. That's what that means, not by might nor by power. Not by man's ingenuity, not by man's power, but by my spirit. By my spirit. By my spirit. That's how God moves. And God is moving in your life.
1: Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message. Following this important invitation, Live, in-person services are now available for you to attend every Sunday morning at 9 o'clock. If you choose to join us virtually for the live service, simply go to LargoCC.org at 9 a.m. this Sunday and click on Watch Live at the top of the homepage. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Morris for the conclusion of today's message.
0: God's timing is always on time. God's time. You know, there were several women in the Bible that God used their pregnancy to bring about a great victory for his people. How about uh, <clears throat> Jochebed was certainly one. There was, uh, but even before her, going back to Abraham and Sarah in their old age, who would have known that God was going to prepare and start preparing from way back there all the way to Jesus. That's where it all started with Abraham. He, be- he became the first believer. He was an idol worshiper. He was a Hebrew. Uh, uh, I mean, a heathen (laughs) before he was a Hebrew. He was a heathen worshiper, a cultured, intelligent, educated, wealthy man. But he's still a heathen. And then he turned to the Lord. God saw something in that man's heart that would respond to faith. And so God spoke to him, and sure enough, his heart responded to faith. He believed God, and it was counted to him for righteousness. It connected him with God. It made him one with God. And God said, I'm going to make you a great nation. He said, a great nation? He said, it's just my wife and me, and we're old. We don't even have one kid. We don't have one child. And you talk about a great nation. We've got to have some babies, at least one, to get started. (laughs) And so God gave them a child. And it all started. Even even Sarah thought, this is ridiculous. (laughs) This is ridiculous. (laughs) But you know, God does things that sometimes will amaze us, but it's so simple. It's the simplicity that sometimes will cause the amazement to come. How about Elizabeth and Zechariah? God was going to send a Messiah, but he needed a John the Baptist to be a forerunner for the Messiah. And so here comes the forerunner, John the Baptist. Elizabeth's become pregnant. How about Mary becoming pregnant with Jesus to build the nation called the Church of Jesus Christ. Well, here is, is Jacobed now pregnant with Moses, God getting ready to bring a great liberation. Three million people he's going to set free through a baby, an infant, a fetus in a woman's womb. Well, it took time. God is not in a hurry. His time is always right, but when his time comes... Victory comes in such a way that is undeniable and it'll last forever. Friend, when your victory comes and your victory is coming, just be patient. Uh, your victory will last forever. It won't be a short-lived thing at all. Moses, he tried he, he tried his best, uh, but uh, on his own, but it didn't work. You see, he, he had to go to Pharaoh's house to live. Pharaoh's daughter found him down at the Nile in that little wicker basket. He was trained in all of the education of Egypt: Uh, military, mathematics. These were some of the uh, astronomy. These were some of the key uh, curriculum of education. Uh, for the Egyptians, they were a highly civilized nation at that time, and here he had all of that training, and then when he became a man, he thought, well, I'll deliver Israel now, he knew that God had called him to do a special thing, and he, he, after, on his own, he kills an Egyptian, and then God put him on the backside of the desert, sometimes it was, we, we went, God, God, fix it now, fix it right now, I, I feel that way too, I, I want him to fix my problems today, I don't want to wait anymore, Uh, But God knows when to fix it. But after about 80-some years, on the backside of the desert, God finally speaks to this man, and he says, Now you're ready. You're ready to trust me. You're ready to stop trusting yourself. You're ready to put your faith and confidence in me. And he called to to Moses. You see, it was a long way from that wicker basket on the Nile to, to the burning bush in the desert. A lot of time had gone by. Friends, don't give up. Don't give up. You hear me? Everybody say, don't give up. Don't give up. up. God is moving. You may not see it, but God is almighty. He sits upon the throne of heaven. You're his child. Please remember who you are, who you're connected with. And it's not you, it's him. And he's going to do the great and the mighty thing. And so God gives a deliverer. Therefore, say to the Israelites, I am the Lord. Notice L-O-R-D, all in caps, meaning I am Yahweh. I am Jehovah. There is no one beside me. There is no problem, no pain, no situation. No Pharaoh in your life or anybody's life. I am the Lord. I'm in command here. I'm going to take charge. Oh, I love this. I get so excited. <laughs> I am the Lord. I will bring you out. I'm going to do this from under the yoke of the Egyptians. I will free you. Notice how many times in that verse. I will free you from, sl- from being slaves to them. I will redeem you. And I'll do it with an outstretched arm and with mighty acts of judgments. Verse 7 says, I will take you as my own people and I'll be your God. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God who brought you up out of the yoke of the Egyptians. And I'm going to bring you into the land that I swore to Abraham with an upraised hand. I made a promise. I made a promise, believe the promise, or don't believe the promise. I'm the one that made it. I'm the Lord. I am Yahweh. I am Jehovah. I'm going to keep my promise. I'm going to do this mighty act. I'm going to do this mighty thing. Now, we know that God did it. You see, we've gone to the last chapter. We've read the last chapter. We know the outcome, but they didn't know the outcome. They had a promise. They had to believe and walk by faith, and they did, and the victory came. Now, this is what they said. I want you to I want you to look at it again and, and read it again. You have it in your bulletin, and would you put that back on the screen? Notice what he said. I'm going to just break it down. Therefore, say to the Israelites, "I am the Lord. I will bring you out. I will free you. I will redeem you with an outstretched arm." Now we go on to Exodus chapter seven verse five. God says, "I will stretch out my hand." against Egypt, that that's holding you down, that's the, that is hindering you, that, ha, that has caused you so much pain and so much suffering, I'm going to reach out my hand, and I'm going to put a stop to it. Amen. You're mine. You're my child. I'm going to reach out my hand. And with an outstretched arm and with an upraised hand, God says, it's your time. It's your time. We've been waiting and waiting and waiting. God says, it's your time. I'm going to do this. I'm going to reach out to you. So friend, today... Let God fight your battles for you. You can't fight your battles. You're no match for evil and for problems. You're no match for those habits that have bound you and held you back. You're no match for that. You've tried. You know it. You can't do it, but God can do it. So God will stretch out his hand. He'll stretch out his hand against that, that, that fear that is holding you back. God will stretch out his hand against it. God will stretch out His hand against those marital, that marital situation. God will stretch out His hand against those problems that you're having with your children. God will stretch out his hand against those health issues. God will stretch out his hand against unemployment. God will stretch out his hand against uh, financial needs. God will stretch out his hand. God will bless you because you are his, and he will stretch out his hand and bring deliverance to you. He will set you free. This is God for you, and it's your turn now. God will do it.
1: God is doing great and mighty things for His people. Even with all the unrest and tragedy in the world today, He is in control and ready to meet you where you are and provide help, hope, and faith for tomorrow. Reach out to God in prayer right now, and using the simplest of words, tell Him how you feel and ask for His help. He is waiting for you, friend. We hope that today's message has been a true blessing and has encouraged you to walk closer with God. As we conclude today's program, here is Pastor
0: Morris with some special requests. I want to thank you for listening to The Healing Word. I pray deeply that you are finding healing through God's Word emotionally, mentally, physically. You can be part of The Healing Word ministry by praying and giving financially. Others need to hear God's word, and receive God's healing touch, and you can be God's instrument in reaching out to them by supporting the healing word with your prayers and financial gifts. Friend, I need your help. I truly thank you and bless you in the name of Jesus for your prayers and financial support. Go to Largo Community Church website, largocc.org, that's L-A-R-G-O-C-C.org, for the mailing address and to learn more about the Healing Word Ministries.
1: I'm Pastor Jack Morris. We invite you to email Pastor Morris directly at contactus at Ministries.com and share your blessing. The Healing Word is a ministry of the Largo Community Church and exists to grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. You can make your tax-deductible donation in a matter of minutes by visiting our website, largocc.org. Click on The Healing Word and follow the Donations tab to complete your support of this vital ministry. You can also mail a check made out to The Healing Word to 1701 Enterprise Road in Bowie, Maryland, 20721. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you.